Change the world as we change ourselves Die from the sicknesses if we don't seek the health All eyes be my witness when I speak was felt Full house on my hands, the cars I was dealt Three K's, two A's in America I'm just a black space born out the nebula And everything I do will say today that's worthwhile With assurance by your action and your first child I begin my first now Cause as I speak and I feel like it ain't my words Like I'm just a vessel channeling inside this universe I feel my ancestors arrested inside of me It's like they want me to shoot my chance and change this society But how do I go about it? Tell me where I start My destiny rerouted when I chose to follow heart You chose to follow super Tell me what it do for you Except where you down Now you trapped inside the cubicle they built for us First step in the change is to take notice Realize the real gains that they try to show us 300 plus years of them cold shoulders Your 300 million of it still got no focus Sorry America, but I will not be your soldier Obama just wasn't enough, I need some more closure And Donald Trump is not equipped to take this country over Let's face facts, cause we know what's the real motive In the land of the free is full of freeloaders Leave us dead in the street to be the organ donors They disorganized, my people made us all loners Still got the last names of our slave owners In the land of the free is full of freeloaders Leave us dead in the street to be the organ donors They disorganized, my people made us all loners Yeah we can't change the world unless we change ourselves Die from the sicknesses if we don't seek the help All eyes be my witness when I speak with felt Full house on my hands, the cards I was dealt Three K's, two A's in America I'm just a black space born out the nebula And everything I do is say today that's worthwhile With assurance by your action Trickery in the system, put my niggas in prison All our history hidden, ain't no liberty given We all fit the description of what the documents written We been lacking the vision and barely making a living We too worried to fit in, while they been benefiting Every time you submit it, we all guilty admitted The law won't get you acquitted, but you still ever forgiveness But opiates and syringes, then inject us religion Now many times I gotta tell you I'm a man in a mission Many times I gotta tell you I don't need no permission A human with supervision, ain't no living condition I'm reaching out to my children, just hoping that they will listen Start a new coalition against corrupt politicians It's not enough out the picture Too many murder convictions Nothing family evicted Nothing black man the victim That's as really just getting it You should take recognition In the land of the free is for the freeloaders Leave us dead in the street to be the organ donors They disorganized, my people made us all loners Still got the last names of our slave owners In the land of the free is for the freeloaders Leave us dead in the street to be the organ donors They disorganized, my people made us all loners Yeah we can't change the world unless we change ourselves Die from the sicknesses if we don't seek the health All eyes be my witness when I speak with felt Full house on my hands, the cards I was dealt Three K's, two A's in America I'm just a black space born out the nebula And everything I do is say the day that's worthwhile With assurance by your action and your first child
cages behind the walls and in the cages of the American carceral state, the police state, the plantation system, um, 2.5 million people and counting, uh, untold amount of lives lost, untold amount of human suffering. Um, we're in the midst of a humanitarian crisis. Uh, we come on the platform because we want our voices to be heard. We want the truth to be told, and we want to be agents of change. Um, Live from the Plantation, as you all know, is produced, directed, uh, put together by people um, who are incarcerated uh, because we believe that, well, we don't believe, we know. We know that the, our situation can't change if we're not a part of it. Everything that's going on around this country, a lot of people um, talking about abolishing slavery, um, changing the criminal justice system, uh, defunding police, uh, changes to parole laws, probation laws, um, electronic incarceration, whatever you want to call it. The people who are directly impacted, the people who wear the shackles, the people who wear the handcuffs and the belly chains. Um, the people who are being placed in the restraint chairs, the people who are witnessing the suicides, um, the drug overdoses, the people who are seeing all of these things, uh, there is no way that anyone can tell me that people on the outside in their ivory towers uh, sitting on their uh, bird stands can possibly know more about this situation than us or what what needs to be done. Um, time and time again, we'd be blackballed by the media. Uh, no one wants to talk to us. No one wants to make association with us. No one wants to make public appearances and put their names uh, down alongside our names. Uh, because on the one hand, they say they're against the system. But on the other hand, they uphold and support the stigmas that the system has placed on us, the labels, the negatives. You know, so there are so many contradictions, but that's what we're here for. We're here to work out those contradictions, even the ones that we have. You know, we're not perfect. So the fact that we criticize and critique others does not mean that we are above, uh, above and beyond criticism and critique ourselves. Uh, we all have to be able to accept that in order to improve, to get better, to be um, more analytical uh, in how we see this thing, uh, more strategic in how we approach it. Um, as we build our coalitions and build our family and network of men and women uh, and children on the inside. Uh, we've been talking about the National Freedom Movement uh, several days. Uh, there's so much work going on building that infrastructure on the inside, but oftentimes the children are forgotten. The, the children, the work that needs to be done to save children is often forgotten. And so when we talk about this National Freedom Movement and building and organizing, we also need to keep in mind that we have to establish a presence at these child uh, plantations and, and training grounds because this is where they're being trained to become slaves. This is where they're being indoctrinated. This is where um, the process starts uh, to prepare them for the next step. Um, so it's just an honor and a privilege to be back. We thank everyone who's been supporting us. People have been reaching out. Uh, once again, our contact is one national freedom movement at gmail dot com. Uh, overwhelming support. You know, people are here, uh, and we're having to have conversations to get people to understand that we have ideas too. You know, we we have a plan. Uh, there are some things that we would like to do. 
and we're trying to put that together, and a lot of people have responded to that call. And so we're going to prepare for tonight's show and just talk about some of the things that are going on with the National Freedom Movement, uh, some of what's going on around the country. We know we have a new president um, in the plantation in the master's house. They call it the White House. We know what it is. Um, there's a new president sitting uh, there um, and vice president, and we're going to talk about who these people are. We're going to talk about their connection to this problem that we have, the role that they played historically. Um, people talk about the crime bill in 1994, the Prison Litigation Reform Act, the Anti-Terrorism and Effective Death Penalty Act. Um, there are so many things in that, but for some of them, particularly our uh, president-elect of the United States, Joe Biden, his history of oppression through incarceration, um, so-called crime and punishment, tough on crime, it began way before 1994. His track record from the early 70s on up to today is littered with his involvement and complicity in the re-enslavement of our people, the oppression of our, oppression of our people, um, the continuation of the system, the economic exploitation, uh, the, the, the private corporations coming in, uh, just we have to talk about these things. We've got to know what we're confronted with. Uh, we have to talk about who these people are so that we don't fall into the illusion. Um, Brother Max was talking a few minutes ago about how uh, people talking about is he going to be a better person or a proved person or something like that. We could care less. You know, We want to know is he going to deal with these problems that he created? Is she going to deal with the problems that she created um, out there in California? Uh, we know about the the firefighter program, because that highlighted firefighter program is only an example. It's a microcosm of what's going on in California and around the country, really around the world. As Max pointed out, Core Civic, one of the main private prisons, is one of the largest private prison owners in the world. Um, hopefully, we can get Max to come on and, 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 and just remind us of that again, uh, what he shared with us during the 3 to 13th event. Uh, he's talked about it on this show. But that's a message that, that's worthy of being repeated over and over and over when we talk about these people and, and hear these names and talk about these companies, understand that this is a global monster that we're fighting. And so we've been building an a international team, really. Uh, we have an international team um, coming together, and we're continuing to try to grow it. Anyone who's listening that want to be a part of what we're doing, uh, we urge you to come and get involved. Uh, reach out to us by email. Look for our information. We're sharing it across social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter. Um, you can find us. We have a Facebook group, the National Freedom Group. Um, we're trying to get connected. We're trying to build an infrastructure that's inside-based first and foremost. That's our priority. Uh, we received a, a call today. We got connected to another brother in another state. Um, this brother's already putting in work, but he expressed something to me that often is the case. He said that they had had a hunger strike and that when they had the hunger strike, that the warden and the administrators were able to wait them out because they were not able to apply pressure because they didn't have contact. And he said no one knew who to call what outside organization. And that's something that the National Freedom Movement is addressing. We're going to have a, a, a verified outside support group organization in every state. And we're going to put the numbers in all of the prisons. We're going to put the contact numbers in all the prisons. And if you are activists 
and you want to be a part of what we're doing and you're ready to take action because we are a direct action network. We're not just trying to have meetings. We're not just interested in social media stuff. We're interested in bringing action onto these plantations to dismantle this thing. And if you're about that or you know someone that's about that, we need to get connected. Everyone on the inside who is of a like mind and a like spirit and a like heart needs to get connected. And we're going to be connecting ourselves inside, and we're going to have an outside support network that's going to make sure that we do it. And that brother won't have that problem anymore. There will be one designated organization. Everybody in that state will know who to call when there's something going on. When they contact that outside network organization, that organization is going to contact and send an email alert out to every other outside organization that we have established in every other state. When those outside organizations receive it, they're going to send a communicate to the inside of every prison. And anyone who wants to join in with whatever's going on at that time, be it a hunger strike, a work strike, a boycott, a sit-in, a nonviolent and peaceful, we don't care what it is. If, if anyone wants to get involved in it, the information is going to spread around the country. And that's the type of network that we're trying to build. If you want to be a part of that, um, one, the number one, National Freedom Movement at gmail.com. Get in contact with us. We have uh, several organizations that have already committed. If you're out there involved in this work and you're already in the field, we have a call room. Um, the, the last four digits of that number is, uh, let me see, I'm going to get these to Max. I can't put it up. Let me, I'm going to get it pulled up in just a second, but he's organizing events February 1st in Washington, D.C., and he's going to come on and share some information about that. Um, we want to support them as best we can to try to help get the information out to mobilize people. But outside of that, we want to make sure we stay in contact and continue to build. Uh, 5221, Max, those are the last four digits. That's a caller. Um, any other caller, this is a caller-driven show, please press 1. We want to hear from you. We have to hear from you. We can't solve this unless we're communicating, talking. Um, if you're going through something, you've got a situation, press 1. Let us know what's going on. Let's get organized in your state. Let's get an outside support charter in your state, set up and established so that we can stop this oppression, um, stop this humanitarian crisis. We can break the back on this system. But we have to organize to do it. We can't complain our Hello? way out of it. We can't. Yes, we're going to bring you on in just a second. Um, All right. We're going to, we, we can't um, social media uh, out of it. Uh, what we're going to do right now, I'm going to pause right now. We're going to go, go ahead and bring this organizer on. He's going to explain something about what he's doing. And when he comes off the co-host for the show, Brother Ishmael, he's going to come on. He's going to greet the greet the people, uh, talk about some of the things we're going to be discussing tonight, and we're going to get the show started. Go ahead. All right. Uh, thank you All for right. having me on, on the show. My name is Panayoti, and I'm working with the Caging COVID campaign of a Nation Inside organization. And uh, so we've been, you know, uh, like was just mentioned, building up around uh, February 1st. And specifically over the past six months, we've been gathering stories from all over the country about the um, COVID-19 pandemic and how it's affecting jails and prisons specifically. You know, the disproportionate rate of of impact um, looks like across the board, like around five times uh, the amount of of infection rates and uh you know it's unacceptable and it really we know that of course COVID-19 is not the worst thing to have happened in prisons that that 
that these sort of conditions of medical neglect are a daily occurrence, but the COVID-19 pandemic uh, has really shined a light and in some ways, you know, unified a concern that's being felt across the board that people on the inside and the outside are experiencing simultaneously. And so we've seen protests happening uh, all over the country in, you know, dozens of states, uh, protests at the governor's mansion, protests at the Capitol buildings, uh, demonstrations outside of, of jails and prisons. And we've been watching and documenting and organizing around this uh, over the past year. And we looked at the calendar and saw on February 1st that uh, that's, you know, on the calendar, it's called National Freedom Day because it's when the 13th Amendment was signed uh, 150 years ago. But it's also uh, a, a date that the U.S. government uh, recognized in claiming to support the UN Declaration of Human Rights. So there's two, these two major symbolic moments that are important and powerful, you know, uh, social movement moments, but also expose some of the contradictions about the system and uh, the kind of freedom as a sort of slogan. Um, but what does it really, what does it really mean when you have, you know, 2 million people uh, locked up? So we wanted to take this day and reflect on um, the COVID-19 crisis and make a, a demand for mass clemency that, you know, it's, we've seen this, the first kind of steps of what could be possible in uh, releasing people, a large number of people in a short amount of time to address uh, a major public health crisis. And we think there's a lot of potential in building off that over the past year. You know, it's been a very difficult year on many, many fronts, but uh, it, it looks like a lot of work that we've been putting in for recent years uh, is <clears throat> have, you know, coming to a, a culmination, a potential for, for realizing some things that we've been kind of building, building towards and having a new administration in the White House, I think, uh, at, you know, in its early stages presents some possible opportunities for organizing and new strategic kind of pressure points that may, <clears throat> may be inclined to act and respond to show, you know, uh, show that, they're, that the change that they talked about is, has some merit, and we know we can't trust, and as was already said, we can't expect uh, so much out of people in the administration that essentially crafted what's happening now uh, in many ways over the past 30, 40 years. But we, um, we want to apply pressure February 1st. We have a group going to Washington, D.C. We're going to deliver uh, a petition we've been collecting and are continuing to collect. So we're going to deliver that to the Department of Justice. And we're also uh, assisting with decentralized actions all over the country for February 1st, National Freedom Day. You can check out what we're up to at nationinside.org, or if you search the, hash, the hashtag, hashtag CagingCOVID, you'll see the news we've been posting and the organizing tools we've been putting out um, on social media, and we're looking for folks to get involved. Uh, we just sent out uh, over 1,600 mailing mailings into uh, jails and prisons across the country to organizers and 
uh, moving people on the inside to let them know what we're doing on the outside. So keep an eye out for your mail. If you see uh, word of this circulating around and uh, that's, <clears throat> that's what I got for you. I don't know if there's any other questions or things that you have in mind that you wanted to discuss, but. Yeah, we're going to um, hopefully you can stay on for a little while. And if anyone yeah. has any questions or comments or whatnot, um, you know, all you have to do is press one. And um, I, I just uh, had just one question. Um, we had talked about this before. Um, and I know you're, you're kind of like, you know, we're, we're about 10 or 11 days away. So, you know, what can, are there any, is there anything in particular that you need? What can our audience um, contribute? You know, is there something that, that, that there's an issue? Is it, is it gas, um, vehicles, transportation? Like, where is the conversation, and what can people do um, to be a part of it um, at this moment? Yeah, just, just that's a great question. I think that first steps and simple and simplest ways that we're asking for support is in generating uh, a lot of attention like social media hype. So we're, you know, looking for help building that up um, using the Cajun COVID hashtag, or you know, we have some several graphics we're circulating and also some audio files. Uh, we did an audio commercial with the Florida hip hop radio producer. Who, uh, so we have an audio uh, commercial that can be played on radio stations and we want to get that stuff out to reach people. Uh, so that's one step is amplifying our media that we've been generating uh we are looking for support for folks that want to come to dc and join us uh and we're offering assistance with gas for groups that want to drive up and that would be a you know if it would be a hindrance because the cost of gas would be limit them being able to show up but they're willing to drive then they can hit us up and we can arrange to help reimburse the cost of their travel uh so you know for folks that can't make it to dc and Things in D.C. on the ground are a little bit, at the moment, a little unclear. There's like uh, a lockdown in a lot of the capital because of the protests that have been happening and the uh, right wing and fascist violence that's been, uh, you know, it's kind of followed the tail end of the last administration. So we don't know exactly what it's going to look like on the ground. And we're developing some, you know, plan B, plan C about where we'll go once we're in D.C. But, uh, you know, we're talking about, once we're there, uh, we want to deliver these petitions we've been collecting. And if we can't get to DOJ building um, or find someone at that building to receive us because it's essentially em empty at this point, you know, all these bureaucrats are working from home. Uh, ironically, the people that make the policies for, you know, putting people in prisons are sitting in relative comfort and safety, uh, working from their own homes while people, you know, that they're sentencing are sitting, you know, uh, feet away from each other without any ability to social distance. So we're thinking we may deliver the petition to some, uh, the homes of some people politely and respectfully and, um, you know, but strongly urging them to use the power of the Department of Justice, specifically the Civil Rights Division. Uh, <clears throat> I think in Alabama, y'all been watching um, that process and it's, we know it's not perfect, but we think that the potential for the Department of Justice Civil Rights Division to act, uh, you know, to a greater extent on uh, what they've been doing could have a lot of uh, driving impact in helping push for 
you know, urgent mass reduction of prison population based on the COVID pandemic. And so that's one of the things we're building, pushing the DOJ to uh, use their power, you know, oversee state and local uh, prisons and jails. So we want to have people support that. Uh, our petition, which basically explains what I just mentioned, we would like to get help circulating that and have more, more people signed on. And then lastly, uh, have organizations that uh, want to be listed as endorsers. Right now we're at about 70 organizations. We'd love to have over 100 on our list from across the country uh, indicating that they support the demands of this uh, Caging COVID campaign. So if you want to contact us and uh, add your organization to the list, you can reach us at nationinside.org and let us know. Okay, um, I'm gonna turn it over to uh, my co-host, Brother Ishmael, if he has any questions or comments. I know he wants to uh, say, you know, greet the audience or whatnot. But Brother Ishmael. Uh, thank you, uh, Brother Rasan and Brother Max, and also the caller from NationInside.org. I think that's a wonderful movement that y'all got going. Um, the only thing I would like to add that if you ever get a chance, you can. Um, check out a documentary called No Way Out, and that's a documentary that was recently published about the COVID-19 outbreak in the Texas prison system. So you might find some information there uh, kind of informative that can help with the cause. <clears throat> I wanted to see if, um, Max, if we had caller uh, 555 on the line, because he's also in the D.C. area, and uh, he probably would want to join this conversation. He has an organization there called... Um, Prisoner Lives Matters, and uh, he's out in the streets trying to do some things. Max, do we have that call on? That no, call I do not see. I do not see anybody with the last digits of five 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 on the line. We do have okay. a couple of hands up though. All right. Um, well, we can go ahead and take a couple of callers. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. My name is Brother Ishmael. I'm the co-host of Live from the Plantation, and uh, we like to bring this information to anybody that's listening so they can be involved. This is the inside-led uh, platform to where we put out the information of what's going on inside the plantations throughout America, and uh, we can give people information so they can um, get a direct action. They can employ direct action and try to help us correct some of the problems that exist in some of these plantations. Max, uh, let's go ahead and try to add a caller. All right. Um, well, I did have a, a, a question that I want to ask you, guests. Is that okay? Okay. That's good. Go ahead, oh. Max. First, I would like to say that I appreciate what you guys are trying to achieve here. Um, that is highly commendable. Um, what my question is is regards to Nation Inside and what's right on the front of it. Uh, three simple questions. One, it says that Nation Inside is a platform that connects and supports people who are building a movement to systemically challenge mass incarceration in the United States. Okay, what exactly is this mass incarceration thing that you want to challenge? What, what is that? Hey, uh, yeah, so uh, that's referring to and the past, uh, you know, 50 me, years, uh, 40, 50 you, years. Where, before, you, uh, before you answer that, before you answer that, yeah. let me explain something to you. Max <laughs> is a slavery abolitionist, and he does not believe in the word mass incarceration. He studies the history <laughs> of it. He can give you the history that it only became into existence when Michelle Alexander's book um, was published. 
So I'm just preparing you for what you're dealing with right now. You're okay. dealing with a I appreciate <laughs> Go ahead. I appreciate that. Look, you know, I organize through Nation Inside. Uh, I also consider myself a prison abolitionist, and I work with uh, several other organizations. And uh, so, you know, I would probably don't disagree on this. You know, I think there's value uh, to the phrase mass incarceration as it refers to, you know, the 700% some increase uh, really following the civil rights movement to where uh, the prison system skyrocketed, you know, and, and at its peak was being building a new facility uh, every two weeks throughout the 90s. And, you know, so I grew up in that uh, time period, you know, and and so I can see the value. I can also see, you know, the, the necessity to push much beyond uh, just ending mass incarceration and specifically uh, calling, calling it what it is and ending the slavery system that, you know, that incarceration in itself uh, picked up and, and carried on forward. So I would love to hear your, your thoughts on that too, but you know, I don't think we're yeah, I, opposed. I don't, yeah. I, I don't want to take up too much time. I just wanted to get answers on a couple of questions. The other question was, is mass incarceration illegal anywhere? Is it illegal anywhere? Yes. Uh, is it a trick question? No. Is it illegal? <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know of anywhere that's illegalized mass incarceration. But All right. And the final question, and it's, again, they're just simple questions. Can mass incarceration be abolished? Can mass incarceration be abolished? I mean, I think we're talking abolition. We we talk about abolishing the entire prison system, uh, and you know, so okay. mass incarceration. I, I appreciate your answer. Thank you very much. Yep. I, I, I see where you're coming from. I know that Nation Inside is an old and well-respected organization, and I was just curious, as a representative of Nation Inside. Uh, exactly how you felt about those things, the descriptions, and uh, whether or not they can be abolished or if they're even illegal. And I, I, I understand. So thank you for answering that question. I, I will move on to our yep. next caller. Is 0138. You are live from the plantation. Oh, yes. How you doing? Can you? Yes. Yeah, we can hear you, brother. Thank you for calling. Oh, yes. How you? How you guys doing? Um, I appreciate the movement and I um love what you guys are doing and I just wanted to speak on it. You know, I have a family member that's incarcerated and you know I hear you guys topic and I just wanted to share this for, you know, far with the reform whole movement. And I have a family member who's been incarcerated. He's been incarcerated since he was seventeen years old. And he was charged as an adult for unauthorized use of basically armed carjacking. And they gave him 17 years. So, you know, he's currently housed in a federal system, you know. And he's, you know, when he does, he allows a call. He lets he lets us know, you know, what's going on in the inside. And he's currently um, waiting for... Um, the courts to try to get released on the subject at hand, which is the COVID-19 and due to how the conditions are in prison and things like that, and just due to 
the fact that he was incarcerated since he was 17. And, you know, his record is flawless. And he's just, you know, I was discussing these things with him. And, you know, I was just, someone reached out to me and, and gave me you guys' number and told me about what you guys do. And I just wanted to know if anyone out there or that's listening to these calls today can actually either help in a way with my family member, get some help, you know, because he, he's trying to come home. You know, he's currently 27 now. Um, he run, he helped with a lot of programs. He's been rehabilitated, I will say. And to my eyes, I can see his growth and his maturity. And But as you know, we're coming from an urban community. We're coming from an urban community where, you know, we don't even know too many ways to turn. But we're trying in all ways to, you know, reach out, network, and just get whatever help we can. You know what I'm saying? To help him come home. And like I said, he's currently now has a, a case pending in the court. So, you know, we're just trying to get help any way we can, if anyone can help. Okay, I'm going to give you a short answer. And then we have a, a outside support, one of our main coordinators on, uh, who's really directing the outside support network. Her name is Savannah, and she has an organization, Be Frank for Justice. But what I want to say is that, like, everyone on here has rehabilitated. You know, everyone on here has been subjected to injustice. And so what we're trying to do is to bring everyone together who has this problem to take action in behalf of the whole. You know, it would, it's, it's impossible for, for us to mobilize in the direction of one person when the majority of people who are going to be mobilized, they have a loved one going through the same thing. So the best thing Correct. that you can do on the outside is to join forces with us and our outside support. The best thing that mm-hmm. he can do is to join forces with us on our inside network, and then when we get ready to take action, we all take action together. That's the only way um, that anyone's going to be able to get help. Your loved one, our loved one, us personally, we're not going to be able to do anything on the individual level. It's going to take a national unified front, everyone moving, taking action together. And I'm going to let um, right. Savannah follow up with that because she has excellent points to that to that conversation also. Okay, quick, thank you. Quick, another quick question. So far as like with the inside support, what, what all can a person do from the inside that can basically be contributing to the bigger cause of coming together as one. Okay. Uh, there are several things. One, um, he can tap into our political education curriculum that we're putting together so that we all have the same understanding. He can start organizing little groups, getting guys together. Hey, let's sit down and have this conversation. Um, mm-hmm. The overriding agenda that we take is we organize off of four basic principles. We do work strikes. We do boycotts. We do protests, and we do social media campaigns. And so if he doesn't have access to technology, then when we have a work strike, he can participate and he can help organize that. When we have a boycott, when we try to take money out of canteens, take money out of incentive packages, take money out of collect phone calls, when we boycott these companies to try to bankrupt them and defund them, then those are things that he can do. If he wants to be an organizer and a contact person in his prison, he needs to get in contact with 
being that you're supporting him. I don't know what state you're in, but we want an outside support uh, organization in every state. So that may be something that you can do because he's going to be like, hey, I know this guy, he's at such and such prison, or this guy's in such and such prison. You can be the one in right. the center of bringing all of those people together to make sure that we're all on one accord, and then you can contact with us. So we need to make sure we get your contact information, get your email, and we need to get organized. Matt has the screen. He can get your phone number. We need to make sure we get that because that's the only way that anybody's going to get help is if everybody's doing something to help everybody. I'm going to turn it over to Susanna. Hello. Hello. Uh, we're here. Hello? Maybe she's on mute. Yeah, we're still here. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't see um, 2444 anywhere for Savannah. Okay, well, let's turn it back over to Brother Ishmael. Uh, I just wanted to add to what um, the Brother Rasan was saying. Uh, the new, and what I always tell brothers to do is, you know, in most prison systems, they, they hand out indigent postage stamps for, for the guys who are indigent. And uh, for the people that, that are not indigent, they probably already have support from the outside. They have to take a significant amount of dead money and write to the Innocence Project. There's a lot of them across the country. Just write to the Innocence Project. And sometimes those innocence projects will respond, sometimes they won't. And sometimes they have backloads, so it takes a couple of months for them to respond. But in addition to writing to the innocence project, you can write to local churches and local organizations. I Personally, I find people that get newspapers from all over the country, and a lot of times when those guys get finished with those newspapers, I ask them if they don't mind passing them to me. And um, every single newspaper, except for the USA Today, one day out of the week, they print all of the religious organizations or churches or whatever in their, in their city. And uh, you can find those places to be very resourceful because even if the church or the, the, the mosque or the temple can't give you any direct assistance, sometimes those people will go and research for you and send you a, a resource list of other people that can help you. But the, the key to it is, is going to the law library. You have to stay in the law library because those, that's the place where the guys are, are circulating this type of information. That's the place where the guys are hanging out and really trying to do something significant for their life and trying to fight for their freedom. You hanging out on, on the rec yard or at the domino table, you're not going to find very many resources there when it comes to trying to get out of prison for a crime you didn't commit or if you've been over-sentenced or whatever. So uh, if I was you, I would give the advice to your loved one to, to hang out in the law library and then every single chance that they get, to send out a letter to somebody and tell their story. And I, and, and I find that to be very, very powerful and very, very significant. If that can help you out in any way. Uh, uh, Max, you said we had some couple of more callers on hold? Yes, I believe one of them is Savannah. I'm not sure which which is which. So let's start with 0387. Uh, 0387. Quick question, not to cut, cut, cut you guys okay. off. But, uh, yeah, 0387, that's my uncle. He's trying to call in. Okay. 
All right, okay, then we know Savannah would be 601. Your line is open to you, Savannah. Hello? Hey, your yes, own sir. brother live from the plantation with Brother Benu and Brother Ishmael. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Hey, how y'all doing, man? My name's Hutchins. Um, I talked to Brother Ishmael. I, I had called from my business line, so he was looking for my um, 555 number 839. I'm calling from D.C. Um, I have my own nonprofit organization called Incarcerated Males and Females Incorporated. And um, I love what you all guys are doing, man. I, I've been on here, you know, probably since about 8, 10, because I couldn't get on. I, I thought it was 9014 instead of 9814. I guess the old age and not wearing my glasses or something that caught up with me or something. You know what I mean? But, however, though, what my nonprofit is all about, I help out less fortunate, honorable men and women that's currently incarcerated by putting money on their books monthly for a six-month bid, for a six-month period, which is um, $50 a month, as um, long as they don't have over $600 coming in annually. And um, also, our project, our program, our nonprofit, 501c3, also provide lawyer financial help for the inmates that's going to try to get an appeal to get the time back or if they're going to trial to try to, you know, win a case against the, either the United States government or the state. Um, I just want to, you know, say it real short and well, man, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be on here each and every chance I can get. Um, anybody, any resources out here in the D.C. area that I can be around. I would love to. Um, I'm currently on home confinement. However, though, I'm always in the field when I'm out at work. Um, I work at Amazon um, delivering packages. However, you know, I can always stop, and I always do stop for my um, people that's behind those walls. And also, I have a, a nephew that, that got sentenced to 17 years at the age of 17, and um, we trying to get him out due to the COVID. He's been down for 10 years now. And um, also, I have a brother that has 100 in 11 years um, incarcerated, and um, his his charges are just robbery. He didn't even, a murder wasn't even occurred. Um, and we're trying to get him back as well through the appeals of the new um, Second Look Amendment Act that just passed over, I think, in 2020. They just passed a bill with anybody that committed their crime under the age of 25 um, that's been down for over 15 years because my brother been in since 2001. But we're trying to also work on that as well. Um, the, the, the the most information they told me that I can do with him is basically go with a court-appointed lawyer because the court-appointed lawyers are, like, mandatory to take those cases. Uh, they said it wasn't going to go fully in effect in the whole federal system until sometime in February or maybe early March. Um, so I'm, I'm just here. I'm all ears, man. I, I love to be affiliated with so much of a powerful network, man. Um, and any resources or things I can do, um, I'm here for that, um, and, and, and that's that's what it is. Um, I, I appreciate y'all allowing me to speak. Well, we appreciate you, James, for calling in and taking the time to call in. Uh, I don't know if you heard earlier today uh, at the beginning of the show, it was another brother that called in was talking about a direct action that he's having in the D.C. area. So if you didn't get a chance to hear that, I'm going to pass you his information when we get off, and uh, possibly you can connect with him and, and unite with him since you're in the D.C. area, and y'all can correspond and, uh, and exchange information and, and support each other's movement. 
And uh, I appreciate what you're doing. The brother James, he has uh, what he called a two for Tuesday, where he raised money up, and a five for Friday. Give five on Friday, where like he say, every month he take a, a honorable men and honorable women in the prison system, and uh, he put sixty dollars on their account if they're indigent, and he, he do that for a six month period. And uh, I think that's, um, that's 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 work that we want to support. I think that's work that um, that we want to highlight. And uh, if you're on here, Brother James, go ahead and uh, give out some information. So if anybody wants to get in contact with your organization and support your cause, go ahead and give us that information before you hang up. Okay. Um, my, my, my business line number is 202-839-5555. And then also my website is org. Um, that's I-L-M-I-N-C dot org. And then also if they're on Instagram, my Instagram page is incarcerated underscore lives underscore matter underscore E-N-T. That's incarcerated underscore lives underscore matter underscore E-N-T. And um, my name is James Hutchins, H-U-T-C-H-I-N-G-S. And um, I'm, I'm 24 hours. If I don't answer, you can leave a message, and I will definitely get back get back to you. And um, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you, Mr. Um, Brother Ishmael. Man, I appreciate you, brother. We had a good talk, and I, like I said, I want to thank you, and it's an honor for me to, and a pleasure for me to be involved with what you already have going on with this network, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, we want to thank you for the work that you're doing, brother. We want to remind all of the listeners that uh, you are tax deductible. So, if any donations that's made to your organization, uh, it is tax deductible, and all of those proceeds go. To the, to the uh, outstanding work that you're doing for the people that's incarcerated. So we commend you, brother, for the work that you're doing and for taking our time to join us here on Live from the Plantation. Uh, we just reset the, reset the stage. We live from the plantation. This is uh, Brother Ishmael. I got my co-host with me, Brother Benu. And uh, we got Brother Max here. And I think Savannah is ready to come on. Is Savannah ready to come on, Max? Hey, before we bring Savannah on, uh, we had a 745 scheduled call, um, Max. Do you see that uh, number um, on the line that we were supposed to be bringing in? Um, that was supposed to be 5221 or 8612. I'm looking for it now. Yes, bringing them in right now. 8612, you are okay. live in the plantation. Let's go. 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 let us go Glad to have you on, brother. Go ahead. All right. This is uh, Chairman Kwame Shakur, the New African Liberation Collective. I'm also the National Director of the Prison Life Matter Movement. And the brothers invited me on here to the platform to um, let all y'all know what we have going on in terms of Prison Life Matter and the National Freedom Movement forming a coalition and establishing this united front all around the country, bringing um, cadre individuals and organizations together inside the camps as well on the street. And uh, in 2016, just to give a little history of the Prison Life Matter movement and the infrastructure that we have in place, in 2016, the general of the Black Guerrilla Army had contacted me wanting me to implement a political line and a structure within the nation for the prison movement 
And um, Brother Danu was one of the first people to join the Prison Life Matter National Coordinating Committee. And um, since that time, him and I have both been working on similar structures throughout the nation of getting together networks. And now we're turning that work on the national level into regional organizing committees. That way we're able to share resources and mobilize and organize more effectively instead of, you know what I'm saying, right now we've been seeing for the last five or six years when it comes to the prison movement is we're only able to have these big national events once a year because of the resources and the travel, but by us operating on these state-to-state -state regional organizing committees, we can put boots on the ground and, you know what I'm saying, network and meet up more frequently and have these conversations that we're not able to have over social media or email or via phone. And, uh, so one of the major steps that we're taking right now is um, last year in 2020, my mother and I purchased some land in my ghetto, and we're trying to put up the social and cultural development center that will serve as a central organizing hub, not only for the new African independence movement, but also for the overall prison movement, where that way we can have training and have our multimedia platform and get the library going for the community. You know, it's just it's real essential right now that we all can come together to try to make this happen because uh, I was telling Brother Benu and them, it's not just a Terre Haute thing or an Indiana thing in terms of getting this building put up. It's really setting an example for the rest of the nation so we can get things back to how they was in the 60s, 70s, and 80s to where you had these cadre centers and ministries and training programs. So when we're in here developing these brothers behind enemy lines and these plantations, whenever they step out to the street, they immediately have a place to go and continue that training and actually being able to, to develop the theory that we gave them behind the wall in these study groups, turn that into practice and action, you know what I'm saying? And personally, what we've been witnessing over the past six years since we've had the New African Liberation Collective is that we might put in the work with an individual for two or three years and they're sharp and they're ready to get out there and put in the work. But when they get out, they don't have the bases to go to to immediately engage in revolutionary struggle and get involved in the prison movement. So coming from where a lot of us come from, from the streets with that mentality, if we don't got somewhere to immediately dive back into the movement, we're going to go back to what we know, you know what I'm saying? If the homies are right there, like, look, we're here. We'll put you on your feet. That's what we're going to go to. So we definitely got to um, get this infrastructure in place all across the country. Uh, thank you, Brother Cormier, for coming on. Hey, if you don't mind, can you give us a little bit more information about um, the organization? And if people want to support the organization, where can they find it and how can they support you? They can check out our website at supportprisonlives.org. Or they can follow me on Instagram at, at Kwame underscore Shakur. And on Facebook at Free Kwame Shakur. Thank you. Thank you for that information. Um, do anybody else have any questions for the brother Thomas Shakur before he gets off? Or brother Banu or brother Max? 
Um, I just wanted to say that I'm first off, I'm glad to have Brother Kwame on. Uh, you all can find his writings in San Francisco Bayview. You can find him in just a lot of media outlets. Um, he's been through a lot of oppression because of his activism and stuff that he's going through. So I was just wondering if you want to just share a little bit about where people can find some of your writings. Uh, learn a little bit more about you because your organization, Prison Lives Matter, like you said, it's so important to what we're doing, um, building this infrastructure. And everyone needs to know that each region of the country, they have their own nuances and ways about going things. And so the way we're structuring the National Freedom Movement, we're going to have national but we're going to have regional like organizations within our structure. Even though those are national organizations, Prison Life Matter is a national organization, just like the rest of our organizations. But in the context of where we're all bringing these different organizations to the table, then in those regions, it's better for us to direct resources. So we're listening, we're directing a lot of our resources in that region out of the Midwest, out of the Indiana, Illinois uh, area to Prison Life Matter because we're all trying to do things. We're fighting against the same thing. So can you just talk about your struggle, some of the things you've been through? Yeah, definitely. Um, like, um, right now I've been in solitary confinement. I'm in the shoe, 23 and 1, and I've been in this going on. Um, It'll be five years in, in April. And like, that's all due to the, the organizing and educating that I've been doing inside and out. Um, the last six years in a row, I've organized national demonstrations, whether it be uh, with the Prison Life Matter and the Spirit Nelson Mandela um, demonstrations and panel discussions, or the New African People's Assembly, and it's bringing leaders from around the country to my city to educate the people and bring our decolonization programs to them and educate them to the politics of imprisonment and how that's all tied into the class and national struggle and oppression that we go through within our community and the new African and black nation. And uh, just because of that, um, they try to keep me in solitary confinement, you know what I'm saying, constantly coming with write-ups every kind of time from my release date, from um, segregation, censorship of mail. I'm getting 97% of my mail every week. I'm getting confiscation slips in the mail. Books are being taken, you know what I'm saying? Uh, definitely try to keep me on phone restriction or message restriction anytime they get the opportunity. But just to, um, to touch on what you said in terms of the, the regions and everybody having, you know what I'm saying, their, their specific uh, roles within the national struggle, um, the way we took place with that up here in Indiana, I'm on the political committee for an organization called IDOC Watch. And it's like it's an inside-out coordination, and we got four or five chapters throughout the state, and that's really helped us in ways that we're not seeing in other places around the country with the type of infrastructure they set up throughout the state of Indiana of having these political education groups and focusing on developing cadre and then having that, that struggle come from the inside out, you know what I'm saying, to guide that because the ones that's in here, we have it's always been like that since the 60s and 70s. We've got to be the one, you know what I'm saying, we're going through it. So the leadership has to come from us and then transcend to the outside. But in terms of that, we're trying to kind of use that. We've got the material out there. People can also find us at idlcwatch.com and get more material on that. And we're trying to use this blueprint that we've established up here to help other ones in other states and regions in terms of the national infrastructure. So that, cause a lot of people that's engaged in the movement right now, 
they're wanting to do that work and take it to the next level beyond just corresponding with prisoners or doing phone zaps and um, and emails and so forth. So this um, material that we have out there and, you know what I'm saying, there's tangible evidence that when you put in the work and put in the type of infrastructure, you know what I'm saying, it really galvanizes the overall momentum of the struggle. And uh, in terms of uh, this type of work, like we gotta realize that yeah, we're at war. You know what I'm saying? This is the the prison industrial safe complex is an eighty billion dollar a year industry. So at the end of the day, they don't really feel no threat from the phone calls and you know what I'm saying, the writing letters and the emails. All that is good in terms of initially getting families of incarcerated individuals or activists involved to begin with and try to educate them and organize them. But we gotta raise the level of struggle to a point where our oppressors feel the pressure because if they don't feel the threat and the power of a united prison front, then it's not gonna do nothing. Because when you look at in terms of the street, like you can't go to war with somebody on the street with a couple hundred thousand dollars up on you because they got too many soldiers, they got too many guns, and they got the money. So when we're talking about an eighty billion dollar a year industry. And the United States government, we've got to unite all across this country and we've got to start training and developing our comrades inside and out with that mind frame, you know what I'm saying? And by getting these, these units together and getting this um, central organizing help in place, we can start doing that work. Well, I like the way you said that because, um, you know, first and foremost, I want to make sure we, we reemphasize that the the in-state outside contact organization is IDOC, uh, Indiana. What is it? What, what is it? What does the acronym stand for? It's IDOC Watch for Indiana Department of Corrections Watch, and you know what I'm saying. It's right there in the title. These these people out there who started this were uh, ones behind the wall. They're a watchdog group in the state, and you know what I'm saying. The murders were taking place behind the wall, and they really put a spotlight on it. And they, they've been mobilizing and putting boots on the ground outside the DOC headquarters and every prison around the state. Every time there's something going on, they're right there putting boots on the ground, got the media out there, and they're organizing, letting the kids know we're watching you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't just got to worry about these prisoners in there that in cages where you don't feel they got a movement out here on the street, and we're going to watch you. we put a spotlight on it. We're going to mobilize behind us. Hey, well, I'm hoping that uh, I know that was on our call last week. Hey, yeah, somebody got some music playing in the background. Got things for it though. Okay. All right, thank you, guys. Okay, um, so this is the outside contact organization. If you're in the Indiana area, you listen to Brother Kwame. You want to reach out. You want to stay connected. You want to get involved in that area. But also, these are this is an organization clearly from what he just described that has um, something to teach because this is something that they're already engaged in. And this aligns with exactly what we're doing and what we're trying to transfer around the country. So I think it's important for us to to, to reach out to them, to continue to invite and bring them in, uh, to allow them to continue to share and to teach because the people who are doing it are the ones who know most about what needs to be done, so we're going to just continue to keep that keep that network, keep that relationship open, uh, continue to build. Um, so I know you're on a, a time-limited call. 
Uh, did you have any other parting words or anything you want to share before you get disconnected? Because we want to make sure we get your get your voice out there. This is what the platform is all about. This is about going inside, lifting up voices on the inside, organizing, giving support, and making sure we organize around these voices um, in the way that the leadership from the inside is directing us. Yeah, in, in terms of, you know what I'm saying, pushing that work forward, aside from just establishing the supportprisonlives.org website, um, next month we'll be launching the Prison Life Matter national newsletter, and that's another way to share this information to educate and unite, um, you know what I'm saying, prisoners in the prison class and prison abolition formations all across the country to what's going on. You know, you know, like me and you talked about before on, a, uh, on our own was that you guys were looking to start a newsletter, but now that, you know what I'm saying, we're united, there's no point in having two separate newsletters, but all the rest within the prison movement, this newsletter is for us to collectively write and print and distribute this. And this is another way to get the regional organizing committee in place by giving people, you know what I'm saying, work to do. So instead of it just being us up here in Indiana and one down there in Alabama or wherever having all the responsibility of having to print this off and send it to hundreds of individuals and dozens of camps across the country, each organization within the National Freedom Movement and the Prison Life Matter Movement has a responsibility, you know what I'm saying, to get their mailing list in order and get these printed off and get them to the, the uh, captives in these plantations all across the country and especially in their region. And um, it's going to be a quarterly publication, a winter, spring, summer, and fall. And um, the first one for the winter of 2020 and 2021 will be coming out next month. And um, we got a lot of powerful articles in there from a lot of leaders going all the way back from some of our people from the 60s and 70s, like Sekou Odinga and Cindy Adepoli and Stephon Dr. Matulu Shakur. These first two newsletters we're really going to focus on the need for national infrastructure and the united front, but also putting a lot of attention on our elder veteran comrades who have been repeatedly denied parole. And with this pandemic that's going on, how they meet all the criteria to be released. Uh, so we really want to uh, get the newer generation of activists and people that's my age. I'm 30 years old, so a lot of people that's my age and younger, they don't even know who these political prisoners of war are, people that have been captured 30, 40, 50 years and some of them in solitary confinement for decades because of the work that they did to try to liberate our people inside and out. Well said, well said. And uh, we got some information coming over from the National Freedom Movement. We've already shared that uh, basically we're just putting out more and more information about how we're structuring, how we're organizing and stuff like that because we already know that those brothers that you mentioned that have supplied articles, I mean, you have one minute remaining. Okay, well, go ahead and uh, close us out with your final minute, Brother Kwame, and then I can follow up after that on the other side. We're going to go into a break after Brother Kwame's call, and then we're going to come back on the other side of the break for the uh, second hour. All right. Yeah, and so if you can, can uh, Brother Kwame, lines. Yeah, well, I was going to ask. If you can, give the address for the people that's knocked up who want to get the news that. Yeah. Yeah, so to contact us is Prison Life Matter, P.O. Box 9383, Chicago, Illinois, 60609. 
and you can write and get your articles put up on the Prison Life Matter website and for the Prison Life Matter newsletter as well. I'll repeat that address one more time for the brothers on the inside that want to get the newsletter. It's, it's P.O. Box 9383, Chicago, Illinois, 60609. And that's to receive. Thank you for using GTL. Yes. Can he call? When are you guys going back on the call? Because he can call back. Okay, we're going to transition out of the break. Okay, we're going to transition out of the break. I'm going to get your phone number and I'm going to call you. Um, I guess we, I'll get Max to send me your number and because uh, okay. I need to communicate something to you before we go back home, and then we'll join back on the other okay. side of the break. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the last four digits of your number? Uh, 86. Twelve, eight one two, two six one eight six one two, and my name is Kelly. So anytime Thanks. you have a message or a call, or something that you need me to get to Kwame faster, I talk to him every day, all day. <laughs> um, all right. So so if anything important, and uh, his email address is Kwame dot Shakur at yahoo dot com. Kwame.Shakur at Yahoo.com. That is his email. You can set up a GTL account, and you guys can email and correspond that way. Um, and we have someone running his page as well as far as emails. We check it daily, so that's a good way. All right. Um, Thank you, man. Okay. We'll be You're right welcome. back. After Thank this. you. Hold on. We'll be right back after okay. this music break. Give 
cops, life sentences. Whole entire system profiting off my innocence. Y'all ain't see the left turn signal light flickering. How the central plan end up dead? I ain't getting it. Why differences when you born like pigmented? Why isn't it y'all believe in white privileges? Force us in the game knowing we cannot win and then get mad when we try winning it. I want to When the soul left it I don't think y'all understand the whole message That was not the reason that we protested That was just the last straw of systematic oppression Now the media showing us stealing Rolexes Anything to cover the problem But no, I won't let it We get incarcerated just for having chocolate faces I'ma tell a story if they don't tell I it I won't surrender my hands up But I'm not afraid I fight for answers Stand up till I get my way And I got caught up in the song for a minute listening to the words. Um, just a pleasure to have Brother Kwame on calling from the inside. And we want all of our brothers to come on, all of our sisters to come on from the inside. What we're doing uh, on live on the, from the plantation, we're creating a segment where if you have a loved one on the inside and they want to do it, we're going to have a number set up. They can call the number. They can do a pre-recorded message. And then on our segments, um, for people who don't have access to the same resources that everyone does, their voice will be heard. You know, you hear people say the voice of the voiceless, and we always say ain't no such thing. Ain't no voices. But the problem is people who have platforms are not trying to find ways to get voices on. Well, we're going above and beyond. We're going to get these voices on. We're going we're gonna to use technology. We're going we're gonna to sit around and and think and scheme and plan and plot and do whatever we have to do um, to get these voices on. So um, if you know someone that want to be heard, uh, get with them, get the uh, the call recorded, uh, turn it over to our people so we can get the voices out there because we have to lift up our voices in this struggle. I'm going to turn it back over to uh, Brother Ishmael for a moment. If we have any other callers, I know Savannah uh, supposed to be joining us. What we got going on, Brother Matt? Uh, we got a brother, uh, we got a brother from, from Louisiana, and he wanted to talk. Uh, he's leading the movement out there from the inside to end slavery in Louisiana. And, and doing a hell of a job, too, because they <laughs> knocked that thing out out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me open up his mic. 9147. Okay. You're live from the plantation. All right. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah, we hear you, bro. You're live from the plantation. Oh, all right. I'm just making sure, man. This this is my first time. This this Elamba, um, an organizer with the Carcerated Louisiana. Um, so, um, what we doing? Just introducing ourselves and the work we doing. Yeah, and the work you're doing, what the struggle is, how people can support, just whatever you know. Let people know what's going on in Louisiana, uh, with your organization and inside, you know. People need to know what the reality is inside the prison so they can understand why this key, this call is urgent. Nine one one. 
All right. So um, basically, man, um, we we um, we we a social change movement, and most of our organizing is centered around um, abolition, slavery, abolition. Um, um, Removing the um, slavery language out of the um, Constitution in, in our state, um, Louisiana Constitution Article One, as y'all know, that's the state's version of the Thirteenth. So that's been a lot of our um, focus right now, and, and um, we didn't done quite a few rallies um, where we have um, had speakers come out and Baton Rouge and New Orleans on the outside and speak about it um, to raise awareness amongst people in the public as well as to um, connect with um, other organizers um, on other fronts such as, um, you know, housing rights groups, tennis rights groups, um, um, whatever, you know, you know, just, um, just to build support uh, for the movement and, and as well as connect with other groups um, just to show our solidarity with them because we believe in human rights and justice for all so um, we want to uh, most definitely organize across um, those lines you know you know just to um, you know with workers as well you know just to um, because you know this is it's, it's a it's a movement that um, is 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 just you know be, being a human rights movement you know we just want to connect with as many people as possible um, and it's and it's calls to repurpose the land in these institutions from a place that's um, oppressive you know that that's you know, dehumanizing and, um, and, and, and to, um, make it a place that, that, that give us, you know, freedom, you know, that, that, and, 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 and a chance to develop ourselves, to grow, you know, and reach our fullest potential. So, um, so, also, um, you know, so we 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 with y'all in this work, man. We you know, so we 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 been pretty you know active um, in 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 the state, you know, on on the local level and stuff. So we've been having a lot of success with um, bringing you know um, attorneys, um, law students, um, workers into the movement to help us. Um, with our um, organization and um, structure and stuff like that. So, um, as y'all know, we on um, Facebook. Our fan page is um, because no, I'm sorry, Facebook. dot com slash the Cost Louisiana. We got we on the website, the Cost Louisiana dot org. Uh, we have a Gmail, the Causeway Louisiana at gmail dot com. Um, we on Twitter as well. Um, as you know, Benu, we you know we with y'all on the um, 
National Freedom Movement chat. Um, no doubt, no doubt. And um, I was wondering, Brother Luma, can you just talk about the conditions on the inside, like people who are in the state of Louisiana or have a connection to the state, um, or even just hearing about the work that you're doing, like what are the conditions on the inside? What are some of the obstacles that y'all are having as far as organizing people? And what can people on the outside do to assist you? Because as far as the National Freedom Movement goes, you know that the Carcerate Louisiana is our inside designated organization. So this is where we're driving all of our resources and people to we want to assist on the inside. So, like, what are the struggles? Like, is it the drugs? Is it the brutality? Is it other issues? And what can people do to assist you and those around you um, to, 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 to continue to advance the Carcerate Movement? Um, mainly, mainly it's, it's um the drugs, man. That you know, and 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 uh 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 in uh, the culture, you know, the drug culture, the um the gangster mentality culture. That's that's I would say that that's the obstacles and stuff, you know. Um, and 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 brothers. Brothers in here, like you know, this, you know, they on is like, you got brothers on is getting money, kick, you know, and I see that as as being barriers too. But I just, you know, my way of dealing with it has been to try to get as much support on the outside, and at some point, once we have a lot of local support on the outside by um, organizing and doing these rallies and stuff, these um, um, online teachings and, and, and stuff like that and doing stuff in the neighborhood, you know, I want to, like, the, the, the our plan is to, like, at some point, like, um, let brothers, well, well the, the thing is, if, if brothers can see this, you know, my, 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 my thing is that if brothers on the inside can see you know, this stuff happening on the outside, you know, how we making this movement relevant on the outside, then we want to start, like, getting their families to participate in these rallies and these events that we're doing and, you know, these outreach things we're doing on the outside. And at some point, we want to have, and we're going to talk about this in our next meeting, I want to have some people on the outside that's part of our movement to be to be like a um we, we to to have to to be a place where they could call to the guys on the inside they could call to and their family members can call and contact these people and about complaints on the inside such as like it could be something dealing with the conditions dealing with food dealing with medical care um et cetera et cetera um so that once once that begins to happen and we could um because we've shown our ability to just do simple stuff like rallies and you know to get people together to do rallies and stuff so if at some point, 
if we could if we can manage to do that to have a few individuals on the outside to take to just take calls you know and hear from from family members or either people on the inside about the complaints that's going on and then we could take and and like like for instance on the 15th we did uh, um it's supposed to be a press release but it turned out to be a rally we sent the press release out but um we didn't have no media to show up to carry um the um the event and then a couple key people that were supposed to be there didn't show up one of the brothers was um got sick with COVID and then the representative um, I guess by the, one of the key persons on the outside got sick, then I, I maybe that discouraged him from showing up. So we'll do it again. But anyway, the point the point is is that um, y'all excuse me because I'm 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 not. I already too, know what you manage. You manage your security that, being yeah. safe. <laughs> Yeah, we got you, bro. Don't just this. That's the thing about being live on the plantation. People have to understand yeah. where we coming from and what we try, what we have to overcome to be here. So, for those of y'all who are wondering and listening, this is part of the platform. This is what being on the plantation means. We got so many security issues um, and whatnot, but we still finding a way to get our voices out and let y'all know what we need. Yeah. So. So it's, I just kind of struggle sometimes with talking. I ain't really good with giving speeches and stuff, man. I'm just kind of slow. So y'all just bear with me. I do better writing, like when, when it comes to expressing. That's gonna eat, that's gonna don't come. Let me talk. That's gonna make me even more nervous. I like to be in, a brother just pulled <laughs> up and he's listening and he coming trying to sit by me. I don't when I talk. I like to be in my zone by myself because I do better like that. But anyway, um, so, so like I was saying, I just, I just think that, um, that the barriers that that we have right now on the inside, as far as dealing with the drugs and um, dudes and this gangster mentality and this get money mentality, my, my way, my way has been, you know has been to try to get a lot of outside support and make this movement relevant on the outside. That, that's been my way thus far. Um, and, 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 and like I said, um, uh, one of our plans is, and we're going to talk about this in our Monday meetings, we have Monday meetings every night at 8 o'clock, is to, um, is to get some people who, who, who want to take, calls from guys on the inside as well as our family members and just hear hear the complaints and and um and all the you know like create a platform around those issues whatever it, you know if it's dealing with parole or um or, or it could be something in a um, prison like i say food water whatever the case may be, and just build from there, you know, and we, we it, it could be like a rally, you know, at the state capitol or a rally at the attorney general office or something, or, you know, to just bring attention to the issues, to these complaints, 
and so um and 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 just go in the community, educate our people about the issues and stuff that's going on. And so hopefully the more awareness um, that we spread about these issues on the inside, then more people can, um, you know, out, you know, hearing about it, they, we, we, we may, like, come into contact with people that's willing to help and, and, and support and um and help with the organizing and structure to help us to be able to um to um you know get get some justice man you know whether it's filing lawsuits um or whatever um you know like this thing we got going with the um the 13th you know hey i wanted to ask a question um do y'all have a designated outside organization um, as of right now, I know that decarcerate works inside and out, but like, is there like a, a structured location or, or is there a contact source for people who are listening to contact as far as like putting that infrastructure together? Like, you have outside people, they be sitting up, maybe they're doing email campaigns or getting people to, to reach out to attorneys or something like that. Is there a particular like group or is that something that decarcerate needs uh, help putting together? Well, we 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 just um we just filed out our paperwork to become a five oh one C four and one of one of my um comrades on our side he draw the paperwork up so he knows about that process and another one of our organizers, Maria. Um so they they so our paperwork is pending right now, it's processing so um, once that um, that process is complete, then um, we'll be a nonprofit, so we'll be able to um, to fill out grants and get grant money and all this kind of stuff. And um, at some point, hopefully, then we probably will have a, um, a outside address. You know, so that's that's something that we are working on right now, but we don't have a physical location just yet but for people that um what we, we ha- what we do have is members members so um that you could reach out to so that would be um physical addresses of some of our members otherwise we just have a um gmail because they believe down at gmail.com. Okay, Brother Ishmael, did you have any questions or comments you want to follow up with? And uh, if we have any callers, please press 1. Yeah, I just want to thank you, Brother, for calling in. Um, you know, with the National Freedom Movement, that's what we want to do. We want to unite with all of the brothers that's incarcerated throughout the country. And uh, we're going to look forward and depend on you, brothers, to highlight the issues in your state so we can um, advocate properly on behalf of, of the issues that's tailored directly towards to the brothers who are incarcerated in Louisiana. Because we are very conscientious to the fact that, you know, some of these issues have a nationwide uh, basis to them, but some of them are exclusively restricted to the uh, state that you're incarcerated in. So I just want to commend you, brother, on the work that you're doing. And uh, just keep just stay the course and keep swinging and keep putting the information out. And you got brothers um, like uh, Benu and myself 
and all of our collective with the uh, National Freedom Movement that's out here ready to advocate on behalf of your brothers. And um, as you have listened today, we have some of our outside supporters that also calls in and, and, and let us know what they got going on and feel free to tap into them. So I just want to commend you, man, and, um, and anything that we can do, don't hesitate to call us here live on the plantation and inform us and our listenership to what's going on. And, um, and that way we can get some solutions implemented there in Louisiana for you brothers. All right. Most definitely. Uh, Max, I was going to say, if we had uh, Brother Pedro on 0649, we can go ahead. Yes, He's sir. one of the outside supporters that I was talking about. We can go ahead and bring on Brother Pedro. Brother Pedro, you with us? Yes, sir. I'm here. How you doing, Brother Israel? Hey, hey welcome live to the plantation with Brother Benu and Brother Ishmael, man. The floor is yours, bro. Man, thank you all for having me here. It's been an honor to meet you, brother, and I thank you for having me on here. Um, my name is Pedro Alvarez, and... Uh, I'm the executive director for National Reform Movement of America. And uh, my goal is to bring all reform organizations across America together. Um, most of these testimonies from these brothers, uh, like I'm also a Louisianian. Uh, and uh, the brother that was before him, uh, I think that was Brother Kwame Shakur uh, from Chicago. Is, is, am I uh, right? He's in, uh, yeah, they, he's they, in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, they, they touched my heart, man. You know, all these brothers have been test uh having these testimony touch my heart because I'm a former inmate myself. Um and um it's rough, man. I was falsely accused of murder in two thousand fourteen. And um I sat in the hole for seventeen months. They put me in, in isolation for four months first to evaluate me before they I did the remaining of my my, my time in there in the in the hole. And I was I was in there fighting for my freedom, man. And um, that's 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 a tough thing, man, from this broken system, man. I know what it's like to be locked down 24, 23 hours a day, you know, uh, and then only coming out fifteen minutes <laughs> just to shower, uh, uh, and then come back to your home, you know. Um, what I like to say is, man, people need accountability, you know. We need accountability for those who are responsible, you know, for uh, false imprisonment, imprisonment, uh, false arrest. Um, we need accountability for public defenders. Uh, we need people on the outside that's going to look at the ACLU and, 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 and see about the complaint. Uh, when I was in the hole, um, I was representing myself. I was researching my own law. And... Um, the books was messed up, you know. It wasn't no books in there. The guard had to file. I had to fill out a complaint form, uh, because the guards didn't want to bring me to the law library. The food was horrible. Uh, some guys that was over the prison system, uh, they just had charges pressed over the guys, uh, because whoever was in charge of the kitchen, <laughs> they were stealing food. It was a big thing on TV down here, Mississippi. It's a, it's a new breed down here. A lot of people who do things like you guys, they 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 they're scared to come down here and uh and stand up for guys. But um, uh, it's the same struggle all over the United States in the prison system. And uh, man, not only that, I was a former um, inmate, but um, I was a victim of domestic terrorism. We need reform on the outside of prison. 
just as well that they need reform on the inside of the prison, you know. And uh, these guys come home, and uh, after doing these, all these times and stuff, they have nothing to come home to. So my thing is I want to be able to start an organization that's going in this area that's going to help educate the people on expungements and pardons and force accountability on corporate entities that's responsible for these uh, false imprisonments and convictions and wrongfully accused. You know, and uh, last but not least, teach felons, you know, uh, how to get trades, you know, and education, you know, they help them how to earn a living for themselves without having to look for these jobs and stuff like that, man, because it's hard out here. Um, not only that I got my expungement in 2018, but it wasn't until this month that I got my expungement, you know, uh, actually, uh, you know, you know, this, this finalized. And, um, brother Ishmael yesterday is when I went to the municipal court and they finalized that yesterday. It was yesterday that they finalized my expungement. Not only that, um, I'm still waiting on my federal pardon to come back to get an answer for my federal pardon that I have done, uh, in 2020 in December. So uh, my heart goes out to all them brothers that's listening on here that's locked up, incarcerated, fighting for their freedom, fighting for their life. And inside, you're not alone. And um, they just added some more things that I need to do. <laughs> you know, and uh, my main thing is I hear um, they're going against that 1968 Gun Control Act, you know, because it's unconstitutional. You know, you got a lot of brothers locked up in jail, you know, um, for the things that uh, J. Edgar Hoover and, and Mr. D- uh, Dodd did, you know, which is initiate this uh, this act, this heinous act, you know, and uh, and it is it, unconstitutional. But the NRA then rebutted that, but a lot of them, you know, NRA that's a whole other story there. Um, also, my organization, I want to help help um, reform uh, felons. You know, nonviolent fellas, you know, who deserve their rights to get them restored. And also help charges that's not charges that's not convicted should not be on your background. You know. Uh that's another thing. You know, you got a lot of people out here that they, they got a lot of back they got a bad history on their background and they're charges that's not being charged. And uh inmates are human beings, man. You know, and uh they deserve to be treated right and uh with respect. You know, no matter if they committed a crime or nothing or, or, or whatever, people are still paying their taxes. You know, for those that's incarcerated or people that's incarcerated, you know, they're still supposed to be fed. They're still supposed to be in a clean living environment. You know, they're supposed to be entitled to their religious beliefs, or whether they are Christian, whether they are a, 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 a Muslim or a Jew. Uh, they had people on the inside. You know, they. they they, they quickly, you know, the prison system quick to bring, um, you know, a chaplain in. But what about the Muslims? They need their imams. You know, what about the Jews? They need their rabbis. You know, um, you know, people still need that 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 dignity and respect as a human being. At the end of the day, and those are the things that we're pushing for. You know, and um, we need to get we need to get rid of this the status quo 
that law enforcement and, 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 and lawmakers use, once a felon, always a felon. You know, we need to come together, you know, uh, and show America that that we can be productive. We can be reformed. We're already proven tolerant. You know, other than people, we're already proven tolerant. You know, and a lot of people getting tired of putting up with things that they've been putting up with. And, um, man, my heart goes out, man. I, I, I just can't, I just can't. I just can't say it enough, man. My heart goes out to all these individuals, man, that's locked up that I know what it's like to be in there, especially the ones that's wrongfully accused, man, especially these guys that so many people. One guy I knew, he was executed, and he was falsely executed, you know. Uh, and, 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 and enough is enough, man. We all have to, the only way we can, we, can, we, can, we can battle this system is if we come together, you know, as one. You know, by the millions and millions, you know, as 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 a national, as a national reform or or, or, or organization under an umbrella, you know, we have to move together. You know, we have to. Uh, one brother said, uh, you know, uh, we at war, and, and he writes. I read a lot of war books. You know, I I, I read a lot of field manuals, special ones that's called uh, guerrilla warfare and special forces operations. Man, these people are using. Military tactics on us. Uh, when I was in Unicor, they forced. When I was in, excuse me. When I was in, um, when I was in Yazoo Federal Correctional Institute in the low, they made me work in Unicor. And, and not only that, they made me cut grass over there with a with a Flintstone push lawnmower, man. And uh, they wasn't they, they wasn't paying me nothing, man. They getting their cheap labor and their free labor. And they had me making bulletproof vests. You know, for law enforcement and and and, 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 and and military, you know, and and that's something you do for uh, prisoners of war, you know, and uh, these brothers that's locked up, yeah, they do need outside support, and uh, I just want to let everybody know that one of my organizations, man, I'm I'm, I'm here to support all reform organizations, you know. Uh, I want to list up all of them, you know, uh, Brother Ismail, we already talked about that. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean. Yeah, yeah, we, I, the I, conversation I, that me and you had, uh, Pedro, not to cut you out because uh, we, we're running short on time. Uh, I appreciate you calling in and, and remaining patient on the line for over an hour to get in and talk to us. And um, And like you said, man, enough is enough. And uh, and I commend you, brother, for for joining the ranks of the people that's that's out doing stuff instead of staying amongst the ranks of the people who just want a quarter Sunday morning quarterback and talk and uh and yeah. not actually putting putting things into action. Uh, brother, tell uh, all the listeners and everybody how they can get in contact with you and your organization if they want to get in contact with you and your organization. Yes, sir. You can uh, email me at freedom for Pedro at gmail dot com. Uh, you can call okay. me on my personal cell phone number, 601-606-0649. And, Repeat uh, that one more time, Brother Pedro, for the people who writing that's inside the yes, prison. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My email is freedom, the number four, Pedro, P-E-D-R-O, at gmail.com. And also my personal cell phone number, 
is 601-606-0649. Again, bro, we uh, we welcome you here at Live for the Plantation. That's where we come together and try to connect on the things that connect us. And uh, we're not trying to do the work of the devil and, and identify the things that separate us because we can always find things that separate us and like uh, all of the calls, some of the callers have said, and you have also said, and this is what the National Freedom Movement represents, is unity amongst all other people who are affected by the system. And uh, that's what we're trying to come, that, that ain't what we're trying to do, that's what we're doing. We're coming together, uniting everybody uh, for this one com- common cause of absolute freedom and uh, whatever resources and whatever ideas that you can bring to the table that can help us achieve that freedom and whatever resources and ideas we can bring to the table to help you achieve your freedom, that's what we're in the business of doing. And, uh, again, I appreciate you and I commend you, brother, for getting out of prison and uh, getting on the battlefield and actually doing something. You know, we need brothers like you to uh, help brothers uh, file for commutation of sentences. We need brothers like you to to help. Like you say, you you self-taught on how to expunge our records because, you know, that's some stuff that we get out of here and some of these organizations want to charge you five and ten or fifteen thousand dollars to do that, but uh, right. like you say, you want to do that for brothers for free. And I commend brothers like you. I respect brothers like you. And any platform that I got, uh, you're welcome to that platform, bro. And again, uh, on behalf of brother Benu and uh, brother that, Max bro. and the whole uh, live from the plantation, man, we appreciate you taking out the time to call us, and and we appreciate the work that you're doing during Mississippi, bro. And uh, I want to be a part of that work. Yeah, yeah and I just want to add, man. And I just want to add, man, like the, the services that you offer, like these are like unique services that people don't think about putting together like an organization to handle these things. You might have one person doing one of these things and one person doing another, but that practical experience that you have is what allows you to understand that these things all need to be put together and combined into one operation. And so I like that idea. But beyond that, what I'm what I'm loving about you and the other callers is that y'all are calling with something to offer. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are offering something to the people. And like, you know, I'm 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 feeling that really, you know, in my heart that we got people that that this brother served time. He's been a he's been a slave. He's been partial to see. He still have he still have chains that were rattling around his ankle. He said that the final chain was broken this month with with his with the paperwork. But in the midst of that, he still hasn't forgotten what this struggle is like and what's important. And he's bringing something to the struggle. So that's like you know we can't ask for no more than that, man. We we can't ask for no more than that. Um, and I just wanted to let you know personally, I really appreciate that because guess what? If Thank I could get, if well, I could get my priors, if I could get a pardon on my priors, then I can walk out of the gate. So to hear you say that, it's like I got to call. I got to call you now. I don't have a choice. You know what I'm saying? I got to call <laughs> you because you just oh, you just gave me another sliver of hope. So I'm just um, very inspired, man. I love your idea. I love the services that you offer. And um, what I was thinking as I was listening to you, I was like, I got to get a short video of him and the, and the brother and the uncle, the, the uncle and the guy who had the brother. We got to get short videos together of people like this 
and start putting them on our platforms. But we got to get these messages in as many different platforms and mediums that people receive information. But we got to get that. Um, this conversation, yeah. this ain't the last time uh, we're going to be talking. I promise you that. I think we got two yes, more sir. callers. So yes, let's sir. go ahead and bring our other two callers on. Uh, much appreciate it. Much love, bro. Man, I appreciate y'all guys for having me, man. No problem. Much love, bro. All right, 4600, 4, you are live from the plantation. 4600. I was going to ask the, the your other guest speaker, and I concur with the, his his uh, his goals, but what do he think about when you got the government, you got the president, president that's opening the borders so people can come, immigrants can come into the country, and have access to things, and they not Americans that he should have, being that he is American, and the goal should be to try to rehabilitate and get people like himself back to a position where they can contribute to society. How do y'all feel well, about I'm, that? Well, I'm, I'm like to answer that question. Oh, well, go ahead, brother Benu. I don't um, um like, like I mean uh, like yeah. well I'm gonna let you go first because I gotta I gotta okay, go uh, first. Okay, what I what I like to say about it is that um people of color and and, and, and poor people in this country have uh disproportionately been discriminated against, you know, since the beginning of time. And and that's a fight that we've been fighting ever since, our, you know, our people came to these shores. Uh, however, uh, what, what I think that's, 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 that's been hindering us is the mindset of that we feel like that we have to stop other people's liberation in order to achieve our own. I think that, like, with the current uh, Biden and Harris administration, I think that we just need to uh, uh, utilize all of our resources. We need to organize it. And we need to advocate on our beyond, on our own half, behalf as opposed to saying, hey, uh, don't give this to these group of people and give us this first. Um, I think that that's, what, that's pretty much what's been setting us back. I mean, personally, here in prison, you see a lot of that activity. Hey, man, you're giving these people this stuff over here, but you ain't giving us this. And so the prison administration, they respond by taking the stuff over here that they didn't gave these group of people. And I don't, I don't think that that's the right course of action. Um, the whole, and just I'll give you an example. They didn't completely uh, script the whole religious services uh, out of this place because you had one individual saying that these group of people was getting more services than us, as opposed to going to the administration asking how can they get their services without including the other people. We, we're never going to gain ground at, at, the, at the next man's loss. That's not a philosophy I like to endorse or adopt. Uh, I think that we should just show up, show what we represent, and demand that these people give us all of our rights. And uh, when they don't give us our rights, you know, we have different um, course of action that we can take. But we should never try to get our rights by trying to stop the next human being from getting here. I, I think that's uh, kind of the work of the devil. And uh, and I think that that's what's been been uh, keeping us back is pitting people against each other, and uh, and I don't think that that's a good method, of course, of action to take. What you think about that, brother Benu? 
Hey, thank you, man. I'm glad you. Uh, I missed almost everything you said except for about the last ten seconds. But I want to say this: the, the the reason why we are suffering is the pride ain't got nothing to do with who coming over here. You know, <laughs> if they give us what we're supposed to have, then we'll be all right. You know, if we get our reparations, if we get our compensation for our contribution, we'll be all right. But they don't want to give us that. And they give it to other people who agree to be a part of the oppression. You know what I'm saying? They share among their own. You know, they send billions of dollars to to foreign countries all around the world. And so that's the, what other people, like I, I, I second what Brother, um, Brother Ishmael said, what other people got going on, because you got to remember, Look who we trying to, by, by saying that, it's like we legitimizing people who came over here and took and slaughtered and murdered from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? So if the if the indigenous people get what they entitled to, then look where that leaves everybody up. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have no issue with what's going on with other people and, and how they resources being given. I got an issue with the way that we've been treated, and I got an issue with what we're not having because if we got what we were entitled to, all the problems that we're talking about that you mentioned that that we should be getting service. If we got what we was entitled to, all them problems would disappear overnight. Poverty would disappear. Job business would disappear. Healthcare would disappear. Uh, black-owned businesses. I mean, we would all of our issues would disappear, and it don't have nothing to do with the people that's coming over here getting whatever they get. You know what I'm saying? So well, that's just my short answer. Um, and yeah. we, we up and short against time. Uh, I'm going to let you respond to what we said, and then I think we have one more caller, and then we're going to be ready to close out. Well, I hear what you say, but you're a United States citizen. they not. So you, if you go to Mexico, Mexico Constitution said Mexicans come first. In practically okay. any well, other, even the Bible. Even if, hang on for okay. a second. Even the Bible says okay. that. Don't give your daughters to their sons nor your sons to their daughters. So people that in, in this country give aid to those countries where they are coming from, but apparently it's not being used appropriately. But you are in prison, and you are seeking to be rehabilitated. But if they're allowing people to come in from other countries unvetted, that is checked, when you're rehabilitated, now you got to compete against them. When they should be competing against you coming in the right and legal way. Yeah, but you saying that I'm here because I need rehabilitation. You don't know why I'm here. I'm, I'm not here saying you. I'm not saying you individually. I'm talking in general. I speak. Yeah, but you. But you misplacing my words. General. I'm speaking in general. I'm saying I'm. I'm speaking about 2.5 million people in prison. Everybody in here because they need rehabilitation. There were conditions created that 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 caused poverty produces a predictable result. We were put in poverty. We were impoverished. And the last thing I'm gonna come into that you said, you said I'm a U.S. citizen. Well, why I'm not being treated like some of the other U.S. citizens? You know, if well, you were born in the United States, citizen, weren't you? I'm asking you the question. If I'm a citizen, like you said, why does my status of citizenship look so different? From other classes of citizens and citizenship. Well, you have to be more specific on that. But if you were born in the United States, according to the 14th Amendment, you are a U.S. citizen. And, the, the and according to the 13th, you lose it. Pardon me? 
And, and according to the 13th Amendment, as soon as you're convicted of a crime, duly convicted, you lose that citizenship. I understand, and all the but you, when you lose the rights, you're still a citizen because if you weren't a citizen, they would have sent you someplace else. What, well, what I'm saying <laughs> what I'm saying is this, is that you have refugees that can come here and get free education. They can uh, get all sorts of benefits and so on. But you who I think should be given the things that you need to come out and become a productive citizen before anybody else, especially that's coming yeah, outside bro. the country. But we that's my opinion. Your, we respect your thoughts. We respect your comments. We welcome those comments. Come here. That's what we're here for, you know, to offer your opinion, and, and we give us our opinion, and we let the listenership decide for themselves. And uh, but we can't go on and on and on and on. This is a, this, that's a whole show, uh, the argument that you're putting forward. But uh, we do appreciate you, bro, for listening to the program and taking the time to call in. And uh, you're welcome to call in anytime you get a chance. Uh, but for the sake of time, we only got a few minutes left. We got I understand. Call on the Thank you very much. Oh, no problem, right. bro. You call back anytime. Thank you. Thank you. All the world going to be. Uh, okay, let me bring in the next caller, uh, 9828. You are live from the plantation. Oh, uh, yes. My name is Jaline Graham, and uh, I'm a brother that's behind enemy line also, and I'm a, part, I'm a member of Decarcerate Louisiana. And I want to speak on behalf of my comrade we're just speaking on when you asked the question about the things that we're suffering here in prison. First and foremost, the prison, before this corona thing really kicked off, they put a flyer out saying that 85% of the prisoners here have a mental health issue. And that's the thing that we have to look at also. Because when we're dealing with a mental health issue and a drug abuse problem on top of that, then the struggle is... Ten times it's hard for we to try to liberate the minds of these brothers to say, okay, let's step forward. Let's start to do something better with ourselves. We need to educate ourselves and educate our family members and try to do move forward so we can try to liberate ourselves from these ungodly uh, circumstances that we are allowed ourselves to be placed in. If we did it or we didn't do it, that was not the issue. But then we, we have COVID. We have COVID running rampant around here. Guys have been, you know, been passed away from this, this, this disease, this man-made disease that we're dealing with. And we have, you know, you have over 100 and some guys in a dormitory, but we've never been tested. And we've been on, we just today come out quarantine after 14 days, but this is the fourth time we've been on quarantine, and not one time have we ever been tested. So we have all these things that we are dealing with. No visitations, family members, you know, guys can't contact their family members, so forth and so on. And I look at the, I look at the deterioration of the morale of the gentlemen around me. And it brings back to the mental health issues. You don't have anyone they could speak to, talk to on a, a sober-minded individual because when you go to administration, they're going to give you the same old rhetoric. Oh, just take some pills and you'll be okay. You know, and these are things that they have to be addressed also because by the time you get a person that's been traumatized this long, 
with these type of things, when you get back out to the world, it's going to be hard for them to cope. You hear me? Hello? Yes. Yeah, we, Hello. We listening okay. to you, bro. We listening to okay. everything. Okay, I hear you, bro. I didn't, yeah, we hear you. Uh, okay, you can, thank you. I didn't can, know. can you All wrap right. it up in about like uh, 30 seconds? Yeah, I'm going so to wrap it up right now because I understand what that what's going on. But I just want to say, man, that me and the Conrad, everyone that's trapped behind enemy lines, really appreciate y'all and everything that y'all are doing for us. And anything that we could do to help push this along, decarcerated Louisiana members, we're going to be there with y'all all the way. And I just want to say thank y'all, man, for giving, allowing us the time to speak. Because yeah. like you said, because we behind enemy lines don't mean we don't have a voice. Exactly. Y'all just giving us the platform to reach out to do the things that need to be done. So yeah. I just want to say thank you again, brothers. And this is my first time being on, but look forward for the line to be on some more. And bring it I want to I want to correct one thing you said. Um, we ain't giving, yes, we're not doing anything for decarcerated. Decarcerated is a founding, foundational member of the National Freedom Movement. We know y'all are doing other stuff, and y'all have been yeah. busy with that, but the um, decarcerated Louisiana was here from the beginning. This is our yes, platform. We, we we conversely created this. This is this is your platform. This is not something he's doing, I'm doing. We did this, you know, so I just wanted to make sure you understand that you're here because of what y'all are doing, because of the leadership that y'all have created and because of the ideas that we shared and got on these things together. Don't never think that, you know, y'all are right here in the midst of all of this stuff. Yeah, and yes, I sir. just want to second what Brother Benu said. Uh, y'all are always welcome to call in. This, this is our platform. And another thing that I wanted to tell you is, hey, uh, the decarcerate Louisiana, need to take charge over there. We're not waiting on the administration to do anything, man. You sound like a pretty uh, well-balanced brother of sound mind. Hey, man, you might need to take it up on yourself to walk around the dorm and the cell block and provide the counseling for the brothers there. We're not waiting on the administration to come in and do anything. And so we're going right. to be out. We're going to take care of our own people. And uh, so you yes. take the initiative, man, and get other brothers like-minded, like-spirit brothers like you, and y'all get together, man. And just, you know, we got to break this um, super masculinian thing that we got in prison. Not saying that you have it, but some of the other yes, brothers sir. might have it. And, and talk to the brothers and say, hey, man, what's going on? You heard from your family? You want to talk about some stuff? Hey, man, I'm here for you, man. We can talk whenever you want to talk, or, you know, and things of that nature. You'll find out. That uh, that'll have a real uh, a serious impact right there in, in your uh, living environment, and it'll up the morale. So let's take control of to the prison and of the prison, and let's not wait for the administration to come in because they ain't trying to do nothing but put us on some drugs and make us more ill than what we already are. All right, bro. Um, let me say this because let me say this one thing real quick. Cause I know you're on the time is of the essence. The things that you're saying, I took forward with me and other guys. We we have done that, and we're still doing that. Right now, that's the thing that Don't we stop. do. We look forward to doing. Oh, we not. It's it's always forward, never backwards. You know. And so, thank y'all again from uh, being on the, on the battlefield with us. True. No problem, bro. We all we all in this together, man. We gonna win or we gonna lose together. And losing. Yeah, without a doubt. All right. Hey, just let me go. Call back anytime, man. 
Guys, let me just let you know that the show is going to end online in 30 seconds. Uh, we'll go into overtime a little bit after that. Uh, so, you know, just let you know if you're listening online, you won't be able to hear any more within the next few seconds. Okay. But if you're on okay, the well, call, I just want to thank all of our callers that called in tonight. Those are listening online. Uh, Brother Kwame Shakur, brothers from Cajun Kobe uh, campaign, uh, Brother Pedro from Mississippi. I want to thank everybody that gave us a call and that was listening tonight. And we'll be back next week, next Thursday at 7 o'clock live from the plantation. Please uh, tune in. All right. Peace. Have you ever wished upon a star and all your hopes seem so far? Well, here's a wish that will come true and all these wishes are just for you. I wish I knew how it feels to be free. Yes, sir. I wish I could break all of these chains. Oh, yes, that are really holding me. Wish I could say all the things I should say every day. Let me hear you say, I sing. sing. 